Well, hello everyone. This is Tyler Vela of the Freed Thinker Podcast, coming to you from a little bit different format. This is going to be the new uh, semi-regular installment of the Freed Way Thinker. The Freed Thinker on the freeway. I have a new commute that's about a little over double my old commute. So I listen to some podcasts, listen to some lectures, audiobooks, things like that. But every now and then I might want to get some thoughts down. So, coming to you live, unscripted from the freeway. You can hear my drive in the background. You'll hear when I'm in LA traffic. Right now I'm kind of moving at a regular clip, so you probably can hear some whooshing in the background. But I'm in LA, and pretty soon I will be at a dead stop. So I'm guessing some of that will will go away. You'll be t- you'll be able to tell how fast I'm going by how much whooshing is in the background. Uh, this is unscripted. I normally use a script for my longer recorded episodes. It keeps me on track and on time. It keeps my uh, thoughts a little bit more linear than they will here, but let's give it a go. So on this first one, I want to talk about some interactions I've had with online atheists. Um, There is a group uh, called uh, Woke, (laughs) Woke Christians and the Conscientious Community or something along those lines. Basically what it is is uh, a bunch of almost black Hebrew Israelite type of atheists <laughs> that uh, that are about a decade late to the atheist table. They are um, they're reliving the heyday of the new atheist community using old memes, old arguments, long defunct views, uh, kind of back to the zeitgeistian days of Jesus mythicism. It's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of maddening things. But it also reminds me that a lot of new online atheists, a lot of the quote-unquote skeptical community, just aren't skeptical. What, what they mean by skeptical is that they really disagree with the things that they disagree with, and that's about it. So they're really, really, really hyper skeptical to a degree that actually is probably unhealthy. And yes, there's an unhealthy degree of skepticism where there's no amount of evidence that could overcome your skepticism. There's no amount of reason, argument to even have you understand the concepts of opposing views. And they do that with, with theism and Christianity and, and religion and conservative politics and things like that. But when it comes to things they agree with, they're almost rabidly anti-intellectual. They're very, very non-skeptical. So when it comes to, you know, for example, Jesus mythicism, right? They'll 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 cite quote-unquote scholars like Richard Carrier and David Fitzgerald and Michael Sherlock and uh, Acharya S, which is you know D.M. Murdoch and Zeitgeist and all these kinds of things. But there's no there's no skepticism. There's no there's no there's nothing happening in the gray matter between the ears about why these people are not part of the academic establishment, why they're not getting peer review, why pretty much every scholar just eye-rolls them and doesn't even address their nonsense. The, the, the cognitive dissonance, the confirmation bias, the, the, the sheer volume of the Dunning-Kruger effect in these people has just got to be absolutely deafening coming from them. There's no skepticism going on. You know, they'll, they'll occasionally go to a real scholar. They'll go to a Bart Ehrman, for example. But most of them have literally never cracked a Bart Ehrman book. 
What they do is they hear about what Bart Ehrman says from other online skeptics, from other online atheists, right? So, so or they or they watch a YouTube clip about someone else talking about about him. There's no critical engagement with Bart Ehrman's work, right? They're not skeptical of Bart Ehrman's work, and, and except when he's saying that Richard Carrier is a moron, then then obviously, well, Bart Ehrman's just part of the establishment. And he's, he's just trying to, you know, he, he's just using the, the faith-based tools of, of New Testament scholarship. Nonsense like that. But when it comes to, you know, the composition of the New Testament, is it, you know, reliable eyewitness test, you know, based on eyewitness testimony, is it oral tradition or is it oral history, right? Is it, does, do they engage with the work of those like Richard Bauckham and James Crossley and, and other New Testament scholars like that? No, there's no critical engagement whatsoever. They don't even read it. They just take it on blind faith because they like the conclusion, because they like the fact that the conclusion is that the Bible isn't all that it's cracked up to be. It's the Bible, right? They, they they have motivated reasoning. They like the conclusion. It's the same thing reason why they like Jesus mythicism. There's no there's no critical engagement. There's no objective study. They're not they're not critically evaluating the scholars that they that they use. They're not reading the the opposing viewpoints from from the academic literature and the, and the scholarly literature, the peer reviewed literature. There there's there's no objectivity. It's sheer motivated reasoning, and and motivated bias. They're just getting all their information, usually secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand, uncritically, unreflectively, unobjectively, without any type of, uh, of scrutiny or, or criticism, because these people agree with their opinions. They, agree, they, 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 they help support the conclusion that they already hold to, that they already want to affirm. That's not skepticism, guys. That, that, that's not being a rational, reasonable, critical thinker, right? That's being a blind dogmatist. So I'm sorry, online skeptics, you are not online skeptics. In fact, you are often sometimes some of the absolute most dogmatic, most blind anti-intellectualists that I've ever met. I can't tell you how many conversations in here I, I've asked, well, what... What scholars, what academic literature have you read to inform your opinions on this? And I'll get mocked for that question. Oh, well, you know, are, are you saying you need a PhD to understand these things? No. But, but if someone comes along and starts making pontifications completely based on ignorance with no with no information whatsoever about the socioeconomics of 16th century Japan and they start telling people who have studied it at an academic level who have engaged with the with the historical uh, scholarship on the issue and they start calling people who have idiots and dumb and they're just they're they're you know they're Japan tards and they're 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 just basing it on on the nonsense of the established academic whatever milieu I'm sorry, but you're just an anti-intellectualist. You don't care about objective, fact-based, evidence-based scholarship and reasoning. You just want to kick against the pricks and you want to, you know, 
wax blovational. And that's it. You're not a skeptic. You're not a critical thinker. I'm sorry, you're not. If you want to be a critical thinker, if you want to be a rationalist, if not in the, you know, the the enlightenment sense of rationalist, but if you want to be someone who uses your reason as the 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 objective standard by which you believe things and not simply based on agreeing with uh, uh, unchecked and uncritically with those who, who you simply like their conclusion, so you, you buy wholesale, hook, line, and sinker every single thing, every thesis, every argument, every position, everything that leads to the support of that conclusion, then you need to start reading with a little more width and breadth and depth. You need to start doing some, some objective reading of those who you disagree with. And don't simply read... The opposing scholars don't pick up Richard Bauckham's book, Jesus and the Eyewitnesses, with the sole intent and purpose of finding every single thing you can disagree with on. Read it to understand it first. You might still disagree with it. That's fine. But read for read for understanding first. That that's how you become a critical thinker. That's how you become do objective research. You, you actually engage with all sides of an issue. You weigh the evidence. You, you're able to critique all sides. There are plenty of Christian apologists and, and, and apologetics and, and Christian scholarship and New Testament scholarship and things that I disagree with and I take exception to. And I, you, many of you have heard it on this very podcast. So if you're not able to, to critique even those people who hold your same conclusions, right? Because the conclusion might be it might be true, but how they get there, the evidence they use, the arguments they make might be all kinds of wrong and ignorant and backwards and just flat out stupid sometimes. And that goes for all sides. Then if you're not if you're not willing to do that, you're not a skeptic. I'm sorry. You're not a critical thinker at that point. And for that, that plagued and still plagues the online atheist community. But now this this conscientious community, this this woke uh, group that I'm in, that's just rehashing and recycling, and, and and about being about 10 or 15 years behind, it's like they've suddenly learned what what online skepticism is, and they love it, and they parrot they parrot every single old meme that I haven't seen in 10 or 15 years as if no one has ever responded to it before. And I want to be like, you, you know that most reasonable atheists uh, think these are stupid too now. Right? If you had better arguments, you'd use better arguments. But this is the best you got, guys. Be critical. Be skeptical. Think freely and be freed. God bless.